0: Good afternoon, welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly. Well, a few things happening this week in the the economy, and the the big news for for first time buyers is that the the rise in interest rates, which we talked about last week on mortgage affordability, uh, the, these figures have been worked out by Zoopla now, and it turns out that you will need, on average, twelve thousand five hundred more income for a first time buyer. But in London, the figure is thirty four thousand pounds extra income to buy the same property assuming an interest rate of four percent this is the fact of life as interest rates go up you're going to need more money to buy it to buy that property or get the same mortgage now the other thing that's happening in the background more or less under the radar is the sterling crisis this is where the sterling is falling against the dollar and I'll be talking later about why that matters to you it's not just about your holiday money it, there's much more to it than that so first-time buyers are now the largest buyer group in the country a lot of people think oh the the, the buy to let investors are buying out all the properties but actually the first-time buyers are the largest group and and they bought uh, it was like 177,000 transactions so far in 2022 and they're going to need an average of over just over twelve thousand pounds more on their income to get a mortgage based on a four percent average First-time buyer interest rates. Remember, the interest rates are creeping up and may go up again quite soon, uh, with even with the new prime minister. And and this is this is what affects things. But in London and, and the the more expensive southeast, they're going to need an extra thirty-four thousand five hundred pounds for the same uh, size of mortgage. Uh, so, but anyway, property interest amongst first-time buyers is really up by, by nearly fifty percent this year they're really um buying up a lot of stuff and and more than half of their inquiries is for, for three-bedroom homes and you know first-time buyers are now looking of course further afield uh, due, due to the changes that have been going on more people working from home they're actually stretching further out I mean I I, I know some first-time buyers who uh, were looking around parts of London they ended up in in the suburb of Kent uh, but it's not that far because you know, you can jump on a train from there into London Bridge or one of the other London stations, Charing Cross fairly quickly. I did this myself when I was in London. So it's not just a new thing. Uh, this has always been happening. I, I rented in London, but you know, for what I could get for my money, there wasn't much around. So I ended up moving a little bit out to the suburbs. In fact, I, I'm still out there in the suburbs really, um, you know, you know, because prices are, have gone up much more in, in London. But that's, that's just the way it is. It's not some new thing that, you know, the first-time buyers have been driven out of London. It's always been that way. Prices in city centres have always been a little bit higher. Excuse me, because I, I've got a bit of a cold to my voices. It's probably not sounding great. Uh, now, first-time buyers, um, again, according to Zoopla, uh, outside London are now uh, searching, what, 10 kilometres kilometers further than they were last year. And that the search has increased, the radius has increased for first-time buyers. Uh, in London 30% of first-time buyers uh, are inquiring for properties 20 kilometers away uh, and, and this is up by 20% on, on a couple of years ago so the, I think the, the events of the last few years have changed people's uh expectations and, and some are even moving further afield than than just the suburbs because they they can work from home a lot of people are coming back to the offices I was in town on Sunday around Victoria and talking to, to shop owners there. and they said yeah the, the, the offices are filling up again but um you, you can still see it's not as busy as it was in in years gone by and and, and I'm still seeing a lot of shops closing down but things are changing uh, the big stores are turning into uh, apartments and flats above with with less retail space below now according to Zupa, it's still cheaper to 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 uh to, to, to rent than buy uh, th- this is because uh of of the, the rents also going up as well but um you know comparing the cost of renting to buying zoopla and examine whether renting uh a, a renter can actually buy the home they're living in it turns out that you could save an average of 200 pounds a month paying a mortgage on, on a two and a half percent interest rate rather than renting but on a four uh, percent interest rate it will still be slightly cheaper to to um uh, uh, to to buy than than rent, um, and th- this could be changed slightly if you took extended the mortgage further out or just got a better deal, but even under four percent interest rates, it's still a bit cheaper. And obviously, you've got the additional benefit that you're building up equity in your property and you've got more security. Uh, but in, in in more expensive areas in London, it, it does change slightly. And and this this again, the, I I can recall this before that it was it was a pretty similar story many many years ago when I bought my first property. Um, in fact when i bought my first property interest rates jumped up uh due to sort of economic crisis and i was wondering why i just didn't keep on renting because it was actually a little bit cheaper to rent because interest rates were like 16 percent. but i think at these sort of rates it will be cheaper to buy and obviously you're building up your own uh property and getting yourself on the ladder and and, and that is still a better deal even if it was the same or a little bit more to buy than it was to to rent now i've got to, i want to give you five tips for first-time buyers um, that can help you uh, maybe get on the first on the ladder uh, and then build up a deposit etc now the first thing is you can it's pretty obvious really broaden your search area uh, obviously this makes sense especially if you rent in in a city center at the moment second thing is you can use one of the government uh, buying schemes I'll put a list of these on on the notes there um the the help to buy uh equity loans prove very popular and I think that that is helped many people, but uh, that, that scheme is only open till October. So if you if you haven't started on that, you probably uh, missed the boat there. But there is a first home scheme, that offers discounts of between 30 and 50% on, on new build properties to local first-time buyers and key workers, obviously encouraging that. Key workers are people like nurses, teachers, and that sort of thing. Uh, there are several other schemes to help you get on the ladder too. Second thing you can do, <coughs> excuse me, is to team up with friends and family uh, to help you get a bigger deposit <coughs> excuse me now this this again sounds a bit obvious but you also got to be careful who you buy with because it can be very hard to unravel it later on um, you know you, you hear of arguments between friends one wants to sell one doesn't want to sell you know buying the other half out all that sort of stuff but it can work very well if you if you buy with the right person you can also use the available ISAs and schemes tax-free savings schemes uh, schemes where the government give you a bonus on the ISA and, and use those. Now, many uh, grandparents and uh, parents are helping their children with uh, equity release schemes on their own homes. You know, a lot of people who bought in the, in the 80s and that sort of thing many years ago, even back at back the 70s, have got mortgage, got properties with mortgages paid off and quite substantial equity in that property. Now, by releasing the equity on an equity release type of mortgage, which is non-payment rolls up until you die. um, They they can actually give part of their inheritance that they would have given to the children anyway, but give it to them now when they need it to buy a house. And it also can reduce inheritance tax if that person uh, lives uh, for for more than seven years. So it's a way of reducing the value of the state later on and, and giving the money when they need it right now. So have a look at that equity release schemes, take advice. I'm not giving you advice on that, by the way. Uh, there are several other schemes as i said to help you can, you can get into to help you save and, and take advantage of the schemes that, that are available out there. Next thing is to do your homework on different types of mortgage. Our Zupa Calculates, there are nine different types of mortgages. Uh, you really need to get to grips with what is what, what is a discount, what is a fixed rate, uh, capital and interest, all these types of mortgages. Uh, do look into that and you know, it always is a good idea to speak to a, a, an independent mortgage advisor to get your options before you go out and start searching for a property and and finally the next is to keep up with your local property market uh, every area is, is a little bit different you know you've got this national picture of prices but there's nothing like knowing your local area and knowing the cheaper pockets of properties within your local area knowing where they're going to build next knowing uh, just that you know you might i mean a friend of mine bought a lovely property because he just kept an eye on things And he knew that when a property came on the market that he particularly wanted, he he wanted that property. He put in an immediate offer and bought it and is still there today. So you've got to keep an eye on things um, and just keep your eyes peeled and really know your local market. Talk to the agents and that sort of thing, uh, because you could jump in there before someone coming from the outside could could get hold of that property. Now, I want to go back to the sterling crisis. A lot of people don't think about currency until they go on holiday. And find that, you know, they go to the airport and expect to buy, you know, $1.40 for every pound and find that, you know, they're just about getting over $1 for a pound or one euro for a pound. Uh, and then they think, oh, always expensive to go to America. But this is a big thing because sterling has been going down against the dollar since last year. I think it was around one thirty something. Now it's one seventeen. If you go to the airport now, which is the worst place to buy currency, you, you could find that you're only getting just over sort of one ten. For your, for your for your pound now why this matters is because all the imports we, we we buy in like oil and gas and that sort of thing all these things we buy in from abroad are generally paid for in dollars dollar being the reserve the world's reserve currency it gives a massive benefit to america by the way now the american currency has been holding up very well but uh, if we are uh, paying more not just with inflation and higher costs but we're paying more in in uh Pounds because of the the weak currency. This is going to drive up inflation, and already uh, traders are betting against uh, UK bonds, gilts they call them here, um, and and they're expecting uh, inflation to go up. Goldman Sachs expects inflation to reach twenty percent. I think another group, Citigroup, said it would reach eighteen percent. Um, so this is this is serious. So we had uh, sterling crisis before. Uh, and I think it was Norman Mamont actually put up rates at one time, interest rates. This is it went up twice in one day, and then went up a third time to actually 20% for a brief time. And this man, George Soros, was the man who said he broke the pound. He made five billion from a bet against the pound, and the pound kept sliding. So they kept having to put up interest rates so that foreign currency would buy the pound on these higher interest rates. And eventually he, he solved the problem by coming out of what was called the European Exchange Rate Mechanism. Uh, that's another long story. It was a forerunner to the euro, which we never joined, thank goodness. But uh, energy costs are going up. Um, food is going up by you know, far higher than inflation. And unions are now demanding higher pay uh, settlements. They want inflation-linked pay settlements because they expect the taxpayer to fork out to to pay, you know, teachers, and nurses, and that's sort of, these inflation-busting pay rises. But meanwhile, people working in private companies are perhaps not making any money, can't afford to give uh, such high pay rises, are just having to suffer and just pay extra taxes for it. So there's, there's a lot of uh, discussion going on about that. Some unions also want the minimum wage, which is currently around 10 pounds an hour, to go up to 15 pounds an hour. And, and all these things are going to drive up costs because those costs have to be passed on to someone else. And then that is like a domino effect. It just keeps increasing inflation. And this is what I've seen this happen in, in years gone by. And the government needs to get to grips with this. It's a very difficult situation uh, because you know, you've know you got several strikes going on at the moment, dock workers, uh, I think poster workers, rail, and, um, and, and different parts of the country, different strikes are going on so we're going to see this more in the public sector and semi-public kind of sectors and things could get a little bit out of control here germany has seen the highest inflation rate for 40 years that's not just the uk that is suffering but something's got to give here and all of this is driving the country into recession now i want to offer you a bit of hope and to get you through these difficult times you have to you know learn how to manage your money if you want to come out not just surviving this but thriving in in a recession or in a downturn that we're in now and i prepared some special free training that you can look at to to help you get through these times and you know if if you want to then go on from there and and have me help you by coaching you that that offer will be there for you as well but do have a look at that it's a free link and uh you know i'm definitely sure this can help people learn how to manage their money learn how to make a bit of money make some extra income and and also just learn how to control their finances just like the country needs to control its finances just like a business needs to control its finances you do as you, you yourself if you managing yourself as a corporation you need to to know how to budget and get to grips with your finances so that money's not just leaking out like a like a, a dripping pipe out out of your your budget it's not so much what you make it's how much you can keep of it that, that really counts and that comes down to expenditure taxes how you organize your finance, all sorts of things, and and your debt as well. So do check that out. I will speak to you again soon for UK Property Talk. In the meantime, have a great day. Stay safe, safe out there, and I'll speak to you again very soon. Thanks a lot. This is Charles Kelly, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Thank you.